Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex. And today we are actually not watching a cartoon. Sorry to disappoint anyone who was <laughs> Another bonus in. episode. We are doing a bonus episode. If you couldn't tell from the intro, it's two dudes watch whatever they want. Today we got, I mean, a great one, a popular one. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm sure there's a ton of people that are. We're covering... Stranger Things, I guess season four of Stranger Things, but we'll probably talk about all of it as a whole. But specifically season four, you know, Netflix is just making great season fours of shows right now. I mean, I don't know what it was for the month. What other season four? You know, they had an all time great season four of The Circle in the same exact month as Stranger (laughs) Things. Evan, how dare you forget already? (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Were those the same month? Did Same season month. four part one? I'm okay being upstaged. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. so the circle only made its way to number two on Netflix. We never broke number one. And mm. I genuinely think we could have, but Stranger Things premiered like the same week as our finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a tough go. Yeah, but... how are you gonna beat that? I, I I'm okay become getting second to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um you watched through it pretty much as soon as it dropped, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I I'm one have of those been... people. I've been scrambling to get caught up in the past two we're days. We're the exact opposite. Like <laughs> we're coming at this from two different perspectives. Me and Nikki watched it like the moment we could, whereas mm-hmm. Evan has been catching up the past twelve hours, whatever it's been. Yeah, I had to push back this record fifteen minutes because I was <laughs> I didn't know the last episode was two hours. Yeah, the last one is longer than some movies, um, yeah. but I love it. But hey, you know what? You were accommodating to me. I actually pushed the podcast back a whole day. What would you have done if we recorded yesterday? <laughs> That's true. Um I don't know what I would have done. Uh speaking of which, did you go to urgent care? Are you okay? <laughs> yes and kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um I guess if you're <laughs> watching on get YouTube you can see here I have a boot. Oh, what the fuck? What'd you do? Uh, My foot is sprained. And Uh the worst part of the whole thing is I have zero idea how it got sprained. (laughs) I am a very low physical activity person. I can usually point out the number of times I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it was this, this or this. But I I have no idea. I woke up Monday morning uh, with severe foot pain. Um, I'm not able to put my whole weight on it. So, yeah, this is not like a ER podcast, so we don't need to get into (laughs) that. But that is what's going on with me. I'm hopping around on one foot. Uh, I guess this will be the first spoiler of the episode. I think I missed the part where Dustin injures his foot because like at one point he just starts limping in the upside down. I was like, what happened? So, yeah, we're already in the last episode. I love it. (laughs) Typical two dudes fashion. Let's start at the end. So in that dramatic scene, remember, um, Eddie took away the mattress from the Uh, upside down portal. And so when Dustin fell through, you heard like a little like a Ooh, bone crack okay. type deal. All right. I wasn't paying close enough attention. Okay. Thank you for filling in that gap for me. I, I hope I've you're doing okay. The, ready for this one, Evan. So I watched most of the episodes twice already. Jesus we watched Christ. them when they came oh. out. And then to prepare for the second installment, we watched them again. <laughs> 
what was the spacing? Was it split in half? Was it like four no, and five? Absolutely or what not. was it? <laughs> they released seven episodes in May and they released the last two on July 1st. <laughs> what a okay. weird structure, but ready for this? The uh-huh. age of Netflix. Where else would you ever like I was appalled when I heard that. And they were like, oh, but the last two episodes equal uh, like half the total runtime of the season you're like wait 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 what <laughs> you were like those have to be so i don't know that's exactly what it is but the last two episodes are like literally an hour and 40 minutes and then two hours and 33 minutes yeah. like they are long episodes i don't understand why um i think because you... they can i think it's okay. genuinely genuinely yes. because they can now i've seen some constructive criticism for netflix they tend to just drop a whole season at once whereas other streaming platforms will do weekly releases namely like hbo succession and some other ones disney that plus. get a lot more that garner a lot more conversation disney plus with the obi-wan and their marvel shows if they're gonna split it up randomly i feel like they should have just done a couple small mm. batches of episodes or weekly releases to really keep i don't I mean, I have obviously argument. I have seen lots of stuff about Stranger Things, but I felt like it could have permeated mm-hmm. the entire pop culture conversation if they just did weekly releases. Here's what I will say. I think even with how they did it, they already permeated every inch of pop culture. They are all over Twitter. They are all over TikTok. They are trends. Look at the fucking song with Kate Bush. You cannot yeah. tell me they did not permeate into okay. every uh, yeah. <laughs> into pop culture. So here's my argument for it is one, their structure worked because I think people were talking about it well plenty of weeks after you know the the 25th is so the first okay. seven I'll episodes came out May. Uh, 25th and people are still talking about it you know so I think that there, there's that and then two this is you know part of Netflix's identity does that make sense like yeah they at all costs really don't like to do the weekly model because it is something that really separates them if you like binging Get ready. Netflix is going to give you that opportunity at midnight PST. You can go <laughs> as ham as you want. The gates are open. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, there's even an argument to be like, why not release it at like 5 p.m. EST? You mm. know what I mean? Why not like do it where a time like everyone could be like HBO used to like do that. Prime they would time re- television. Yeah. Yes. Why? Why not do that? And I think it's just so caked into their identity of like, no, that's like binging is Netflix thing. Because so you have a show like The Circle that would probably really thrive on week by week episodes. But they're like, no, you got to compromise. I, we will do I mini don't. binges. Yeah. Um, OK. Yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely baked into their identity. It separates them. Think about it because it's a complaint about Disney Plus is everyone goes, the only reason they do these six-week freaking shows is because it runs two months for people who, you know, are like the the scalpers or not the scalpers, like the the hoppers, mm-hmm. if you will. Like they jump, yeah. ooh, hopper. Well, we're talking Stranger oh, Things. So, oh, now so we're talking just strictly like Netflix right now. Love this. <laughs> but remember, you and I were there for the first ever Netflix original, House of Cards. We were in college and we were long, like, long time ago. What is that? Long, 2012? 
11 maybe yeah, it's got to be sometime wow. or, yeah and we were like mind blown by this yeah. and so while i think that has its place in history i also think stranger things has made netflix part of what it is and so that's For why sure. i do genuinely think it's important you stick to the netflix like brand, brand. Yeah. yeah it's part um, of their identity stranger things is a big reason people have netflix I think it's maybe part of the reason it took so long for me to get around to it because like by the morning after it came out, I was seeing running up that hill trending on TikTok. <laughs> I'd seen clips of that scene. I was like, okay, I guess that's the season. I'm just, I'll get to it when I get to it. And so sure. it's taken me a month or two to, and to actually you know, get maybe it. that is a complaint. I don't think any release schedule is going to be perfect at this point. I think the, mm-hmm. the, the things are so muddied and watered. Like, would you have really have preferred nine weeks of waiting to watch all of this? I don't know. I would have. Yeah. Maybe not nine weeks, but I, okay. So batch two comes out morning, morning of, or morning after it comes out. I had already seen pictures of one of the main characters in the hospital or this or that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, give Twitter me like some time. Twitter yeah. is literally savage. Twitter has no law of the yeah. land. Whereas like Reddit, you know, these subreddits will have rules like posts. Yeah, there's order. Reddit is, or excuse me, Reddit will like Reddit is crazy that you can say it has more order. Cause I think the people are like pretty savage, but <laughs> more degenerate. Yeah. 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 They're more, more degenerates, <laughs> but like Twitter no rules. Yeah. And so Wild that blessed. is one thing you got to mute the hashtag. If you're like an avid Twitter user, which yeah. is not like fun, but it's part of the incentive to watch quickly. In my <laughs> mind. Okay. I, I feel slightly better about it. I don't know. It, it still kind of irks me, but that's Netflix. It's working. Is it working I also for think them? If you're not an avid Twitter person, most people wouldn't have that issue. Like my, that's like true. my cousin Katie, she watches stranger things, but like, she can do it on whatever schedule she wants. She's not going to get spoiled unless like one of her friends <laughs> actually true. says something. I am very much online. Uh, so yeah, I, I got to protect myself online, I suppose. So we are talking Stranger Things season four today. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I enjoy the show, but it has been so long since season three. Yes. What was that? Two, three years since Gosh, it came out? I mean, it was before the pandemic. Let's look it up. Um, are you serious it was before the pandemic uh, yeah i'm pretty sure it came out season three came out before the pandemic but let's double check so season one aired in 2016 so this is like a really new show like 2016 is that when trump became president that's like what trump like, took <laughs> office. wow so that's crazy like stranger things is as old as trump's presidency and yeah, yeah so season three had eight episodes come out in july of 2019 like the world did not know what covid was the last time we saw stranger things do you remember the big they had a whole big live event where they there was like a stage production they were doing <laughs> like there's aerial acrobatics yeah they had like a stage presentation I of say I do. Where, stranger where was things this? did you go was, why do you know no this? it was it was on like youtube or it was on they like streamed it live okay no i don't I, literally I, stranger things on on like they had like high wires and shit and there's uh, a was look the like cast there of, or is no, this just an event it was just actors who looked like who were in their <laughs> costumes like miming it to the soundtrack or whatever it was one of the craziest things like promotional show. things i've ever seen <laughs> like this it sounds like super you see a show on a cruise line yes um, it's exactly what it was it was like a netflix geeked event or something i forget exactly what 
branding it was, but it was super bizarre. Honestly, I rem- remember that more than I do remember season three. But where do we leave off at the end of season three? Season three, it looks like Hopper has died, which then mm-hmm. they instantly ruin like a month later with a promo of Hopper in Russia. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. It's yeah. the thing of him. I was. It was like a few months after the season ended, and I was like, "Wow, they ain't even gonna try to play us. Like they're just letting us know he's not dead," <laughs> which is an interesting take to me because so you know I think this is something Game of Thrones suffered from is the fans would often like theorize. And I think the fan theories ended up changing the ending of Game of Thrones where they yeah. were like, damn, everyone guessed that Hopper's still alive. All right, just put it in the promo. Get him hype. <laughs> like, I think that's actually some sound logic, if that makes any sense. Like, ah, yeah. let's just lean into it, I guess. Yeah. Elle has yeah. lost her powers. Right? That was terrible. Because, yeah. like, that's like what she... <laughs> I was almost so mean. I almost said that's all she's good for. Not true, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah. She, she knows that she spends the whole season going to get her powers back. So, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, so with Hopper dead, L now is going to go live with the buyers. And because the buyers have the shittiest of shit luck, they're like, we are leaving Hawkins. This place has brought <laughs> us nothing but death and pain and destruction. So this is what's really bad is so um, me and Nikki did. <laughs> if you're going to hate us before season four even came out, we rewatched all of Stranger Things. We we really like Stranger Things. So, okay. um, you know, like April and May, we watched all three seasons before. And so Joyce let's just listen to this dude so season one joyce loses her son and everyone thinks Uh she's going crazy season two she's settling down she's falling in love shit goes to hell in a handbag again and her new boyfriend who's like the greatest guy in the world is like come on joyce let's get out of here he ends up dying because of like the chaos that you and your crew and I totally forgot about Sean Astin. Sean Astin plays one of the best characters in the show and he is Bob Newby superhero and he dies tragically in season two. Joyce just more pain and suffering. Season three rolls around. Hopper is like, hey, Joyce, like, I, I know you're going through this, but like, let me help you. And she's like, no, I can't love ever again. I can't do it, <laughs> Hopper. I can't. And just as she's starting to let him in, he fucking dies. <laughs> like, it's unreal the shit Joyce Byers has had to gone through. How did you feel about Hopper's arc this season? <sighs> so, it, ups and downs. So what I really like is it was very nonlinear. They had like the whole escape plan and they were going to meet him. But then, you know, uh, they end up getting kidnapped and their plan gets the guard that's been helping him the whole time gets thrown in jail. And I was like, whoa, I didn't see it. Like every step of the way they were met with like a shit ton of trouble. And there was several times I was like, one of these three is not making it out of this situation, like between <laughs> Joyce Murray and Hopper. Uh-huh. I'll be honest, the whole season, I was like, I think they're about to kill someone. Like, I didn't consider anyone safe. And I yeah. really like how suspenseful so much of it was. Like, they've really come to show us that death happens in this universe, but they've also kept a lot of characters over these four seasons that like we are in love with. And so if any of them are to die or experience, you know, tragedy, we really feel that as an audience. And that was what I was well, season four. I'm like, are they about to game of Thrones us? Like are a bunch <laughs> of people about to die here? Cause they have a huge cast. That's one other thing. It's huge. Yeah, now. It's a double edged sword. Huge. I think. 
you oh okay what do you think about it as a fan this large of a cast watching especially the younger actors grow together over time it's clear some have become much better actors name names name names mike not great actor does nothing (laughs) he had so much potential they don't they don't give will enough to do in this but but like dustin really great performance max really great performances this season yeah l i mean not that it's a bad performance but she also is kind of a one note character through all four seasons of like Mm. cry glare squint raise your hand and then mm. power of friendship at the end beats the villain or whatever. Classic anime, dude. That's yeah. why I, I was like, you know what? This weirdly fits. This feels like an animated journey, like an anime. Mm-hmm. Hopper looks good this season, though. He, he's yeah. lost oh. some weight. He's he, trimming I, down I, in jail. He, he looked great. Like yeah. I was like, ooh, Hopper. <laughs> I was, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about his story. One, because I don't love when a show or a story comes up with seemingly random reasons for characters to be apart. Granted, it's not random that he's in prison, but the fact that his whole season, he makes the same trip three to four times. It's leaving jail, getting brought back, escaping again, and then going back. That's his whole season. That is his whole season. Going to and from jail. So for me, think about it, is they left off, the last we see is them um, fighting the the, uh, Demigorgon as a group, and Joyce Mm -hmm. and Murray up on the thing. And so that's like the last we see of them till July. And so they escape, and then they were like, we got to go back. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait, what? That is not at all. I would be so annoyed. I you guys to go home to the kids and help. Like the whole yeah. season. I will say, so the whole season for me, they left off on episode seven. I thought um, the California crew, the Russia crew, and the Hawkins crew, I thought they were all going to come together at the end mm-hmm. and help and fight. And it really looked like that was where it was heading. And then when we got to the last two episodes, they were literally all like, ah, we have to stay where we are. <laughs> like they all like made a very conscious decision to be like, ah, we can't make it back into Hawkins in time. SOL was like, all right, I'll have to do my thing from here. And Hopper was like, we have to help him any way we can. We got to go destroy that blob. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, you guys aren't. And you know what? Maybe that's because every season that is how it. That's like a very basic structure of the season is Mm -hmm. all these different groups have bits and pieces of information and the whole season is just like, if only you fucking all talk to each other. (laughs) And then that happens towards the end. And um, so, you know what, now that we're actually talking it out loud, it kind of frustrated me, but I'm, I'm glad it didn't end up actually following the same formulas. They had to rely on their own prior knowledge and skills and uh, take it on in separate locations. Yeah. Since you have, rewatched all the seasons prior mm-hmm. to this can you refresh me on the big yeah. bads of each season season yeah, one is so- demogorgon which i don't know remember what it looks like but i know the demo dogs in the prison were like it's yeah. lackeys right but what was i don't particularly remember the demo demogorgon itself so the demogorgon itself so in season one what took will was the demogorgon it was um you know it's the thing that hopper was hiding fighting in season four 
there's a bunch of TikToks now that it was actually probably Vecna. And, okay. you know, there's even a grandfather clock in the beginning. But that's not what in season one you're thinking. You're thinking the Demigorgon took him and that he's in the upside down and this is what they got to fight. And they do fight it in season one. And so it, it didn't even really feel like a big bad at that time. It was just mm-hmm. a monster. Then yeah. season two builds upon the lore where this is our first introduction into the mind flare and the hive mind because Will has some sort of attachment to it. He he can feel it. He knows what's going on. It's making him kind of crazy, kind of sick. And this is the first introduction of Demodogs, just a, a, a smaller version of a Demigorgon. Okay. Okay. And probably a younger version, in all honesty, is they're just younger and, and not as fully formed. It's just a way for the show to have more of them and, and make them seem less strong. And it is terrifying in season two when they're just running all around the lab. And that's when Bob Newby, oh, RIP Bob Newby, that's when he dies. The third season, the big bad is really the focus on the mind flare. It has like manifested a physical form in our world and it takes over Billy and Will can still feel it. And it still has its connection to the upside down. And then in season four uh, this is why I really like is they actually really very well built upon each other without actually making it like super like shoving it down our throats until I mean, they kind of shoved it down our throats at the, the end of this season. They like really explained it, but I mm-hmm. thought it was really well done because now we find out that Vecna is the one that like gave the mind flare uh, a mission like a, a, a purpose or, or like a form like it yeah. was just like a floating cloud and he was like i'm gonna turn this bitch into a spider i just wonder whether they had this all somewhat formulated at the beginning mm-hmm. or if they're just adding layers on on top of it you didn't like the vecna reveal is that what you're about uh, to say because i will fight you i'm i'm iffy on it because sometimes i don't love when it's very late in the game and they go it was me all along like they did that in like one of the later one of the last Daniel Craig James Bond movies <laughs> where yeah. they just show pictures of the previous films and it was like, we're all connected. And I think it was literally with a red thread. And so I, maybe I would have to go back and watch it. I was like, I don't know if all those pieces are necessarily there. Um, Here's what I will argue. Okay. In the very first supernatural thing we see, it, it looks more like a Vecna than a Demigorgon. It is a flash, but we also hear a grandfather clock. So, I, I, there is like this thing on the internet where it was like they took Netflix binders of story where they could go where they wanted it to go. So, you know, I obviously I don't know that to be fact. I just see that on the internet. But so mm-hmm. I've heard that. But I will say, I think it's impressive either way, whether it was all planned or the way they built upon it. Because I think like a show like Community, one of the things we really like is, you know, the lore they end up building around Greendale and, and the inside mm-hmm. jokes and the callbacks. And there's no way all of that's planned. It's sure. the attention to detail and making sure your story doesn't have like plot holes, loopholes, and it's consistent. And so either yeah. way, I think it's impressive. Either way, it, they execute it very, very well. So I kudos was to the jaw on floor during the Vecna, Hector, or not Hector, Henry Creel. Uh, number one reveal when it th- when we found out they were all the same that to me was like <gasps> huh? okay i think that's what i maybe this is what i had a problem with is we only see victor creel's flashback in episode before that so we don't even see vecna victor creel i, I don't think right unless he's no, in they- the fl- her flashbacks in the first batch of the season as yeah, there's, the guard. There's a couple. Yeah. In the first half, okay. we, we get into the Victor Creel stuff 
because Nancy and Robin interview him. So we get a flashback from his perspective of it all, mm-hmm. which is really nice because the little boy's just a side character in it. And you think he died from the Vecna. So it, it was really well done in my opinion, because it was hidden well. And so right at the last minute I go, Oh my God, this orderly is Vecna. No, I go. So number one is Vecna. And then mm-hmm. when the third layer of finding out, Oh, he's actually the, I thought it was really good. It's like yeah. a classic. Oh, like no, you we're not done just yet. I, I like the the orderly reveal. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sold on the Victor Creel. We don't okay. get enough time with that. That's fair. With I'll him as a kid, because the orderly was he. Yes. the whole time because I didn't know he was a big actor. Like I didn't realize his name was being listed at all. I just was like, what's this dude's deal? I was like, mm-hmm. what, what has he got going on here? And so that was what I really appreciated is to me, I thought he was just like a minor character and I was just getting a weird like ick from him. And mm-hmm. then it, it did turn out that he had like such a bigger plot in it all. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, that guy's a good actor. He he had me fooled. That was executed well. I wish they had dropped more hints of Victor Creel as a kid. What if they had interviewed, I forget whether it's, who, who's the one in prison with the eyes? Victor's the dad and, okay. and, and Henry's the son. Okay. I wish they would have bumped that up into the first batch of episodes. So the, we, it was in the first batch. Okay, fine. And I, I mean, the first half of like screen it's, time. It's in of, episode four, Evan. It's when it's, Max. It's yeah, in it's six. In epi- it's in it's episode right. four because Max has her headphones. And the mm-hmm. only reason they know that music is going to save her is because Robin and Nancy figured it out while interviewing victor creel and episode four is named dear billy so that's the episode where max is running up that fine 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 i'll give that you don't want to fight me on this dude I no do. i know they set it up early but they don't address it again for a while and yeah. that's what i like they, they let it sit you and then they introduce you to the orderly and it seems totally separate and you would never think they're related in any way and it's I promise you also, if you rewatch season four, the storytelling of it is so good because it's like, hey, look over here. This is what's going on. But it's like, hey, look what you actually missed. It's it is really good. But okay, but with Henry Krill, there's no way we would have missed it because they don't address his childhood, his troubled childhood, which is the core of his villain monologue at the end. Like, uh, okay, well, you can't give the whole thing away. That's like telling us who's getting voted out before they reveal the votes. But then why should I? Why should I care about it in his villain monologue? Do you, you know what I mean? Like just because it all it all makes sense. It makes sense why all that dude's family died, and then it also yes. makes sense where Doctor Brenna slash Papa is starting the whole psychic children program from he was number one it's just an origin story like I, I guess you're not supposed to care about it but it's just an interesting way like to find out oh my god all of these events are actually related i just think it would have hit harder in his villain monologue if mm. we had gotten a little bit more of it earlier in the season not hit all me. of it okay Fine. maybe some Fine. some hints here or there i thought he was doing great as an orderly like it, it was that not enough for you <laughs> i loved that part i loved those little not like you get you get the feeling that something's off i, I wanted that with the 50s flashback of him as a kid like mm-hmm. some some hints here or there because they drop that on you at the end and it's like okay yeah i guess you could have said anything about him it could have been the sister at that like at that you're point. being too nitpicky it was great okay <laughs> Um, we've talked to death a little bit about the origin story of this. Yeah. Let's move on. So well, why um, don't we, we should probably start with like what, what the inciting incident of season four, which is 
<laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> 30 minutes God, in. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hawkins is cursed. Yeah. <laughs> That's the starting point. No, just kidding. So Hawkins has had a lot of bad shit. There was the mall fire, which, as we know, was the huge big battle they went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Russians' secret base under the mall. And so... What I really like about from season three to season four is it does feel like season three got like big, bright and like a little slapstick like, oh, the commies are in the basement. Like season four really brought it back to like a realistic horror, like small town feel type show that we get in season one. Yeah. Get some new characters. Yeah. Eddie Munson, head of the Hellfire Club, which is they're the, in the high, high school. school. Let's talk about they the are kids in are in high school. school yes. And of course, they're in a D&D club, Hellfire Club. I thought the name was great, but I think the name also was like very damning for them later. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. as someone who loves D&D, I loved in the first episode, the opening scene of... Um, well, first off, just meeting Eddie. We should probably, yeah, let's go and we can talk about it in order. Eddie is a D&D freak. He, like, doesn't care what anyone else thinks. You see it right out of the gate. And uh, the other person, new person we're introduced to is, like, head cheerleader. Her name's Chrissy. Chrissy's seeing some weird shit. <laughs> what did you think? Like, right out of the gate, what did you think about these visions where people were, like, telling them horrible, terrible shit, and it would turn all dark and disfigured and, like... Yeah, it was good. It, I liked it. It was. I thought it this was, was, like, the scariest Back season. to its horror roots. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. They, uh, it's a really enthralling world. Great production set design. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things uh, that I saw on Twitter that someone really praised the show, and I totally agree with, is this is obviously a very expensive show to make, mm-hmm. uh, but it never looks cheap like never. marvel like disney plus shows do. like there's an explosion in the desert and mm-hmm. i was like this is beautiful it's not a cgi explosion they blew mm-hmm. that shit up i'm gonna be nitpicky just because this is such a great show and and that's evan's job to that's nitpicky. my job is to pick things <laughs> apart where i can but on the whole this is it's a great watch and i cannot fault it while that we're on much, the topic but i will um, try i <laughs> I think this was the best season. Do you think that? I, I think this was the best season I've seen. To me, this is this one stands out the most uh, since season one. Like yeah. two and three, I don't really remember much. For I know me, it goes three, they were in the mall. but that's Four, one, three, two. That's yeah. my ranking. This was a great season, for sure. Yeah, so I, I love when a show can uh, keep delivering. And like I said, it really brought it back to the feel of it all. And it gave us a lot of like, backstory so we meet chrissy she's getting these horrible visions of her mom being like i don't even remember was her mom like causing her to be kind of anorexic or bulimic like (laughs) i I think that's what it was her mom's like oh did you have another cookie or something it was bad it was real Uh uh, 80s shit um Mm -hmm. but then obviously it turns into like this horrible disfigured like door moment so i thought it was really scary and then chrissy because she's having these visions is like need to go buy some drugs I need to get these crazy fucking thoughts out of my head. I'd like to think if like I was having visions. Well, maybe not because you'd be like, oh, my God, am I going crazy? Like I was going to say, like, don't you think you'd tell someone? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well she you... did talk to the counselor, right? 
Yeah, but do you tell the counselor, like, I'm seeing things? Yeah, I guess that's true. She did talk uh, to the counselor. So maybe. you're right. Maybe the counselor was just like, yeah, that can happen when you're stressed. And that was just terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, so she goes to meet Eddie in the woods. And I loved this scene for some reason because I found myself in the middle of it so enthralled. And I go, these are two characters I have, like, barely just met. And mm-hmm. I am loving this scene. I am loving their chemistry. And I was like, that's the sign of a good show to me where I, I'm two characters that are new to this season and I am totally enthralled in this scene. And so it's almost like right out of the gate where I was like, I really like these two. And they have two very different fates. Have you seen the Duffer brothers were like, we kind of regret killing Chrissy off because like they had so much chemistry in that episode so one will, and then she they died. shot Chrissy's murder scene like first uh-huh. and so by the time they do Eddie and Chrissy they were like oh damn these two got a lot of chemistry <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, kudos to the actors yeah um also Eddie Munson apparently is a British actor who nails the American accent I'm ready to stake this claim British actors are better yeah men women they're they are better all of them I agree I think it's because they're classically trained and Hollywood really takes uh, looks into factors where British actors in acting does not. Yeah. They can act more handsome than they are. (laughs) 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 That was good. That was good. No, no, you're right. Yeah. And no, you are right though. Now that you say that you're, I think you're onto something. So, Mm -hmm. um, cause like he's a good looking dude. His name's Joe Morrison or something. Right. And so um, he's a good looking dude, but he's not like, stud material but i really liked him he he was my so every season they are really good at adding new characters into stranger things that you're gonna like love and so Mm -hmm. i was like i wonder what the new character i'm gonna love is this season and eddie was the one that uh stole my heart yeah for sure well uh yeah i guess he's one of three in the in the season there's yeah and chrissy and argyle true argyle's i was gonna say the only the fourth character introduced is the, the Chrissy's boyfriend who and there's also Enzo Enzo who did you recognize him? No. What do you mean? Who is he? Think, think about a Think no, about no, his no, face. No, 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 no. He can't do this to me. Cause I actually, I've watched it like so many times I would know by now. Who is it? A man with many faces. <gasps> no. Okay. I don't know his name, but he's Arya's teacher from game of Thrones. You're right. It is him. It looks it's just like be. him. I'm going to fact check myself. I'm absolutely obsessed with one of the things we will do on this podcast is spout things and then fact check after (laughs) we're so bad about it. Do you know how many times we actually do that where we will say something and then we instantly have to be like, well, I need to Google that. Hold on. (laughs) That's terrible. But at least we do the Googling. I will admit there are people who will say it and then pretend it's fact and then never go back on it where we're instantly like we have that moment of courage. And then we're like, well, I do need to Google it though (laughs) to get the source. Game of Thrones, uh, Jack, Jack Quinn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The man of many faces. It's like, there's something so charming and mysterious <laughs> about this guy. <laughs> Where do I know him from? He was a great addition though. I really liked uh-huh. him. And then there's also Yuri, who I didn't like. I um, did not like Yuri. Yuri was so goddamn annoying. When he wasn't fixing the helicopter at the end, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That whole scene where it's like, where can we trust him? Blah, blah, blah. And, and, and they fall and not fall for it, but they get duped again. It's like, shame on me or fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, whatever. But the other one was Papa when, who's Bro, the nicer? I trusted Papa. The nicer I doctor tr- is like, I fell for it. don't you dare. And he's like, oh, oh. I'm just here for science. And he does it again. He's like, guys, we're four seasons in. He's a bad guy. Dude, 
I'm so mad. I hate Papa. Okay, I hated Papa going into the season, but I love Paul Reiser's character. I have the exact, those two are on the emotional opposite ends of the spectrum to me. And I'm obsessed that they brought them both back because they are really the heads of like everything that Elle's been a part of. Mm-hmm. And I fell for it. I thought Papa yeah. just wanted to help her. And Paul Reiser was like, we said this wouldn't be a prison. And it looked like he gave in. Do you like that impression? That was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> that, was, um, yeah. <laughs> that like one line you could tell. I. <laughs> they're like, so, a, they're like a, a Midwest version of Magneto and Professor X. <laughs> That's good. So Papa looked like he was going to give in and then he fucking betrayed them and he put that goddamn collar on L and I screamed. I said, like you said, I was like, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. <laughs> That's my fucking bad. Like, what the yeah. fuck? We fell for it again. I really enjoyed Sam Owens this season or Dr. Owens. He's great because he really did. He he was just always in the right and he was the captain america of the team like he was gonna fight whatever he needed to to stand up for what was right the whole Mm -hmm. goddamn government he was ready to turn his back on like it was good also randomly because i know i'm gonna forget later but shout out to the random was it a cop or whoever posts up at the buyer house and takes out like (laughs) oh my god 15 army men on his own this scene (laughs) the cops are sitting there nonchalantly they're trying to sneak out so our attention is on argyle driving the surfer boy pizza van which we hilarious we got to talk about that um he's driving the surfer boy pizza van to the thing and you're like okay they're gonna escape out the window and get in his truck while they're doing the pizza thing and so you you think it's gonna be an intense scene that's coming out they're sneaking out and you're Mm -hmm. like oh okay cool and as soon as he opens the door pop 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 he dies and you're like (gasps) What And then it turns into a one-shot tracking scene of this dude, like you said, taking out like four or five fucking people before he ever gets shot. And he's like guarding these kids. What an amazing scene. It may have been one of the best scenes in the season. Salute to nameless mustached cop. You're great. And I think um, they even tortured him and he like didn't give info. Well, he might have gave info. Oh, well, some. one of them one of them gave info. The one that's one captured of them the did other give one info. dies in the van. Oh my but god, that? that's right. That's right. Yeah, they take him in the van and they have to bury him. This season <laughs> got dark, which it was so funny they had like Argyle doing like the darkest shit because like Argyle uh-huh. was literally the goofiest of goofs. What did yeah. you what's your take on Argyle as a whole? We can just talk about him right now. He was entertaining. It was Ooh, he's good Nikki's comedic favorite relief. New one. <laughs> don't let yeah. her hear you say that. Yeah, him or Eddie. I picked Eddie still. They're about even for me. Eddie had way both. more story and plot. So in the yeah. beginning, Eddie was great because he's DMing, and they're like, "Do we take on the beast or do we run?" And Eddie's like, "You know, there's no shame in running." He goes, and then but they're like, "We're gonna fight," and he's like, "Yeah, I knew you'd make the right choice." <laughs> but then he spends the whole season running and it's just so like oh my god they literally set this up in episode one it's really good because you in episode one that's not at all what you're thinking is like coming so it's not like a spoiler by any means it's not to like towards the end where you connect it and you're like oh wait that's pretty good i forgot that eddie said like there's no shame in running (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i mean i mean to bring it all back to hawkins the inciting incident is that after chrissy is seen with 
Eddie Munson purchasing mm-hmm. drugs. She gets murdered. And Vecna's first victim. And what another great scene between Chrissy and Eddie where she's dying. He's like, Chrissy, Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. I didn't know that's what that was from. Holy shit. Yeah. It's 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 Eddie screaming at Chrissy. Uh. <laughs> Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. And she's like fucking <laughs> like that shit bad. was gruesome, dude. This is what I'm saying is this season was so much darker than the rest of them. They were like, hey, I know these were cute kids when you started. They ain't fucking kids no more. Mm-mm. Yeah. Brutal. Eyes gouged out. Oh. Limbs fucking oh. twisting every which way. And, and it's really bad there. because you really start to feel it for Chrissy and you really like her and you're like, oh no, not not mm-hmm. death already. I feel like she would have made a great addition to the cast if only she could have survived. And yeah, so Eddie Munson is the prime suspect. Rightfully so. Let's okay, murder. so like it's a bummer, but let's talk about that. It is very safe to assume that Eddie would be the murderer because yeah. it's in his house and he fucking ran. Like he's a drug dealer. I'm sorry. Eddie's in the other room grabbing special K. Like this was the other thing. I was like, whoa, this is a season is not for children anymore, which I guess it never <laughs> really was. But the fact that there's children in it, I think make people be like, oh yeah, I can let my kids watch this. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the, this whole scene was a drug deal where someone gets brutally murdered, like viciously. Vecna. So fucking cool. Kind of looks yeah. like the swamp thing ish. Oh Yeah. Like he's been weathered by the upside down. Like it, it's really good in my opinion. It's great. I, I, I watch it with closed captions on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime he's like moving or the vines are thing, it's like slithers wetly. Like that was their, one of their favorite wet mushy noises or something like that. Listen to this. I have a tweet that I haven't tweeted yet. I'm about to read it. So I won't tweet it. I will read it live on air because I, I watch with the captions too. So you should recognize this here. Stranger Things subtitles. Dramatic synth music, dire synth music, optimistic synth music, spooky <laughs> synth music, and enigmatic synth music, determined synth music, eerie synth music, distorted synth music, resolute synth music. I didn't know there was so many different types of synth music, did you? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that is our whole soundtrack. Yeah, it was unreal. I do love the music, but man, I was like, wow, these subtitles are working overtime right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk main cast. Now we've talked about the new characters. Yes. You mentioned you thought Mike was um, a bit weaker acting wise as he's grown up, which is a shame because I think in act in season one, he's one of the better actors, actually. But I, I do agree with you now. He may has fallen off a bit. Um, but what do you think? So like Mike and uh, the California crew, that whole story, we were talking about Argyle as well. Uh, but take me through your thoughts on those characters, their story. I didn't care for it, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. like the whole bullying thing. Too. It's whatever. Like I get they're They're kind of doing the, 80s coming of age thing mm-hmm. storyline there yeah i don't know the the roller rink where they're circling oh, around oh her God, yelling where she... freak freak it's corny but i guess maybe that's what bullying in the 80s was like <laughs> who knows i wasn't around <laughs> evan i had a similar thought i go <laughs> does this really happen I go, I, did, did something like this ever really happen so maybe we just weren't alive maybe we were a little too young <laughs> yeah 
apparently bullying happened only in synchronized skating scenarios um, how did they get this all together they got the dj in on it they got like <laughs> thou- like you gotta tell me there's probably a couple kids there that are like i don't even know this girl <laughs> like, yeah. do they all go to school together i don't know but so that was brutal also when l just decks angela with the fucking skate brutal yeah and it's bleeding one thing this show definitely is is pretty gory yeah um but it's it's tastefully done. I I think I'm I typical, I'm not a not a gore or a horror fan, but this is fairly watchable. And as far as spooky stuff goes, like I hate scary movies. Don't watch them. But this is like just entering into like scary territory. There's not really like jump scares or anything like that. It's more Mm-mm. mood and and like I'd say horror than or maybe horror thriller. monster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I get what you're saying. There's like scary stuff but it's not um yeah like not jump scares or it's not like saw where like well, i was mm-hmm. gonna say where people are getting sawed in half but that did fucking happen <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's tastefully done it's in like an 80s horror film vibe it's good mm-hmm. it is something i do feel like you could watch with most aged kids you know For what sure. i mean you're not gonna show like a five-year-old this but you know you could sit down like a 10 year old maybe yeah the the fourth new character we should talk about is chrissy's boyfriend i forget his name jason jason burned into the back of my head because i hate that motherfucker high school douchebag to a t captain of the basketball team which lucas we can talk about lucas lucas is on the side of the basketball players to start i really liked this whole because like what a classic coming of age like dustin's like we don't have to be nerds anymore guys and Mm -hmm. the rest of them are kind of just like we don't fucking care anymore we don't care (laughs) Dustin. we don't care jason leads the crusade i did i love the dynamic of luke lucas lucas being kind of outside of the group Mm mm-hmm and i almost forget that mike was there in episode one before he goes on vacation like that's how little our cast spends any our, our core cast spends time together. I forgot Mike was in that first episode because they've really spread out, out to wherever. It's crazy, yeah. but I think I think it's a sign of a good show. They've built a good world. These characters don't always need to be interact. We didn't see Jonathan and Nancy in. We saw God. They had the worst screen time together. Like it was like mm-hmm. seconds of awkwardness. How'd you feel about it? It was bad. It was so bad. I do you ship Jonathan and Nancy or Steve and Nancy at this point? So I, I watched till episode seven, and I know they've been hinting at the Steve and Nancy thing the whole season again. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's going to be Jonathan and Nancy still in the end. But wow, the way they ended it, it would not look that way at all. Steve has grown so much. I love Steve. No, I'm team, so like I'm I team love Steve. Steve. I, I would be if you, happy if you had to pick a side right now, Team Steve or Team Jonathan. I mean, I'm Steve. I'm Team Steve. I'm Team Steve. Hell yeah. But I wasn't <laughs> until the last two episodes. I I really yeah. thought it would be Jonathan until man, their screen time together was so bad. And Steve had the whole thing with the six kids, and he's like, "It's with you, Nancy. It's always been with you." Like, oh, it was, it's good. It's really. It, it, but they yeah. hinted at it so strong and so hard that it felt like a misdirect to me. And, you mm-hmm. know, it, I did think it was going to be part of Steve's like growth arc. And so spoilers were on it. Steve Harrington's my favorite character because he went from the Jason. Like he was the person he where I was like, Jason, God, Steve's yeah. so annoying into, I was like, Oh my God, I love Steve. I literally don't remember Steve as 
the douchebag. Like I can only remember him from Redemption Arc on, which <laughs> was great. three season three. No, 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 no. It's actually like it towards the end two. of season one. He does okay. like something really good, and then season two, he's like he's a good guy in season two. I love his uh, dynamic with Dustin. Still holds <sighs> strong in this season. They're probably those two have probably the best on screen chemistry of the yep. whole cast. But um, ready for this. Dustin and Eddie are coming for that title. They were, they were right up there and they even will joke about it where Dustin's like, you're just mad that I have an older male, a, a different older male friend. And Steve's <laughs> like, that's not even true. Like, stop, don't say that. Like I, they're so good. My favorite moment between Dustin and Steve this season is when um, Steve makes a joke about Dustin's teeth or something. He's and like, they're like, they're both out. joking on it. He's and he goes, again, whoa, 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 too far. Out. And he goes, yep, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. And they, they like dap hands yeah. over it and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all cool like, they're, you know they're tight sorry. they're fucking tight and you could see it in that one moment uh it's beautiful I agree. Um, but yeah i'm team steve as well i he needs a win at this point you know i mean he's down bad he's down bad <laughs> he's always w- taking a horrible beating did you see the fucking choke marks around his neck in the second half like i thought he I was gonna was, die i thought, I thought he, he was gonna, gonna die. die when he gets I, pulled into the upside down yep he's gonna die I, I was very, very convinced in that moment he was he was dying. And, oh, how do you feel about this? How many times in the season did they, like, cut to black to make you think that was the end of the episode? But then more would continue. And you're like, oh, whoa, what? <laughs> they did it so many times yeah. where it literally cuts to black and you're like, oh, what a cliffhanger. And then they come back and you're like, oh, wait, shit, I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. This this show, because it's, you know, released in a, in a bingeable format – it's always a little disorienting because I never know where I am in an episode because a new one will start. There's like a, a three to five minute scene mm-hmm. and then the credits will roll. I was like, oh, shit, this Whoa. is the beginning of a new episode. I, I <laughs> All right. We've talked um, a decent amount. So Jason, we hate him. He gives me Riverdale vibes. Um, I've never watched a single episode of Riverdale, but I have this guy on my TikTok feed that talks about Riverdale exclusively, and I sometimes <laughs> watch his TikToks. I don't know why, um, but I've never seen an episode of it in my life. But you yeah. know, I know like a little bit about like uh, Archie and Jughead from their comics, so it's weird though. The show's like very odd, but it, it, mm-hmm. Jason gives me Riverdale vibes. Like that's where he belongs. Yeah, this is like if a CW show. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't a cw show it was just like it was just good (laughs) oh that's good yeah this is what cw is going for when they make like a bully in a varsity jacket (laughs) so this is totally random but you know how discovery is merging with warner brothers and like cw Mm -hmm. as studio or whatever company now yeah go ahead it's it's up in the air but apparently there was a headline that came out that in however long it's existed the cw it has never once made a profit. It's never once been profitable. All those years they ran Supernatural, you're telling me yeah. they didn't turn a profit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Flash fans. Man, one beating after another. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm fact checking myself again just to make sure I don't misrepresent this. Based, yeah, they're gonna uh, sue us. This CW is from January. Sue us. January sixth, twenty twenty-two. Based on a new report from the Hollywood Reporter, though the CW has quote unquote 
never been profitable since its formation in 2006. Oh my God. How does that happen? Do you know what happens if I have a year of no profit? I die. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? How is a company able to exist that long? Not making profit. Oh, that's rough. Um, wow. Um, I'm glad right, you shared flash. that though. That's definitely off topic, off topic, but I'm glad you shared that. Okay. Let's get into a little bit of the main crew. We've talked a little bit about Dustin. Um, his Dustin to me, I know you know a little bit about D and D. He is the bard of the group. He is like, so mm. it really bugged me when Will was like, Mike, you're the heart. And I was like, mm, you know what? I'm sorry. That's kind of Dustin. Know? I was like, that's kind of Dustin. I wanted to be like, maybe you're L's heart, but you ain't this team's heart, bro. Especially in this season where he's so far removed from the story and has nothing to do. Calling him the heart of this story is a slap in the face to every other character. Dustin really is the heart of the group. He's really good at like gathering the troops. He Mm -hmm. literally sang a song to save the world in season three. Turn around. Like he literally had to sing a song to save the world. This man is a real life bard. And so I love all the real life comparisons they have to D&D. So Dustin, great. He is of the kids. Like Steve's my favorite. Dustin's probably my favorite of the kids. And maybe it's the Dustin Steve relationship. They just are like such bros at this point. And uh, yeah, they're both great. So Dustin's good. We talked a little bit about Lucas. He's uh, with the bullies hunting down Eddie Munson, which did any bit of the street justice like take you out of it? Yeah, they were. (laughs) These kids are out buying guns. What the fuck? Oh, my God. When every single person in town was at the gun store, (laughs) I actually lost my mind. I was like trying to think of like a very wordy tweet to be like, this is America. Like, I was like, this is every day. Everyone in Hawkins is at the gun store right now. Like, even freaking Robin's crush is at the gun store. I was like, what is going on? Do they really get into why Nancy has, owns a bunch of guns? I guess she, Nancy's she dealt always with. slanging guns every season since season yeah. one. She had a revolver okay, and okay, okay. her guns get bigger and bigger. And Nancy's really the only one that's good with a gun. She as they've shown made a sawed off shotgun. Was- <laughs> they're doing it. And they're like, is this legal? And Nancy pauses for a moment. She goes, I don't actually, I, I don't think so. <laughs> it's, like, it's not, it's definitely not. Um, I love Nancy and her gunslinging. And she, for me, is one that I like sometimes in a season I like, sometimes in a season I don't. She, she will sometimes be the contributing factor of like, oh, my God, just tell your fucking friends and family what's going on. And you will know so much. She's the no, we can't tell anyone until we have the, the scoop or we can't tell anyone until we know everything like Four seasons in, why why does this crew keep anything from each other, right? Well, like- I, you know, I, I'm going to argue, actually, I think they did better about that this season. Is okay. They were all together for a big part of the season, except there's the California crew. Joyce could have told her kids, I'm going to go save Hopper, but that's like a tough call. Like, do you mm-hmm. actually be like, I'm going to go break into a Russian prison or yeah, I, that I, one. I understand a little bit, but they do several times try to call the California crew. And mm-hmm. because they, their house was shot it's the up. 80s. Like, yeah. It's the eighties. <laughs> the line's busy. They can't get a hold of them and they're not home anymore. Yeah. And so they're out on the road. So I, I, that was one thing I noted is I was like, this, 
doesn't have the same plot structure of all the other seasons is all these different groups slowly figuring out what's going on and then coming together at the end because they literally didn't even come together at the end. And they were mostly for the most part, like while there is like three distinct groups, everyone that was like in the same vicinity was together, if that makes sense, like where most Mm -hmm. of the time it's literally like four groups running around Hawkins and you're like, ah, you just missed each (laughs) other. Just get together. Yeah. We got to talk about, of the main cast, Maxine, Max. Yep, Max. She yeah, because, is. Yep. Well, Steve Harrington is probably my favorite character. She's mm-hmm. all star this season. Yeah, she really. So she was really fun when she was added in season two, and in season three, I think that's where people were like, "Oh, I love Max this season." I really think she stole the show for most of that group. She outacted everyone she was with. Yes. She was amazing. She also just like the story we followed. I actually really feel like we followed most of this group's story a lot of times through her perspective or like plot moving things. And so, um, you know, hats off to Sadie Sink. What, what's the award they win? An Emmy? She deserves like all the Emmys. She was really, For she sure. was really good. Two of the biggest moments in the season are running up that hill, the Kate Bush song. That's her. Brings that's her, her back down to earth. So that's of the first batch. That's episode four. So it's like halfway through the first batch. And I think mm-hmm. that was the best episode of that batch where I really was just like blown away at everything that was going on. And that was like the climax of that whole episode. And I was, it was called Dear Billy too. And I really like how Billy was such like an asshole, but like. She has complicated feelings about it. Boom. Oh, you just took Mm -hmm. the words right out of my mouth. Like Mm -hmm. that's so realistic and so palpable. And oh, it just it it stung when she was reading her her letter to him. And then when she was talking at the end, how she was like, I did used to wish. Yeah. She's impressive all season. And then that final monologue Mm -hmm. where she's like, Yeah, he was terrible to me. I used to pray pray. something would happen to him. Yeah. Oh. How brutally honest. Oh. And then after he died, I started to pray that something would happen to me. Oh, 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 Max, you're just stabbing my heart. Every, it's so good. And then she even when she gets like half Vecna'd, she's like, oh, Lucas, I can't, I can't see anything. I can't. And you're just like, I, I cried. I was crying. Yeah. I was like, whoa, my God. And she's like, she's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And I was like, yeah, I know you don't. And then, wow. And it was, so, you know what? Let's just, we're talking about it right now. Let's talk about the ending. So Max gets mostly Vecna'd. Her, her, all her limbs break and they almost gouge out her eyes. Mm-hmm. But she comes back down and she does die for like a minute. Now, the way I've interpreted this scene is Eleven does like psychic CPR to restart her heart. Sure. You know what I mean? I didn't think she has any sort of like, let me instill life into you powers. I just think it was like psychic CPR, electromagnetic fields, whatever, like some sharp. I think some people were reading too much into it. They were like, do she, does she have a new power? And I was like, I think she just kind of her heart, like (laughs) her heart, but man, how brutal was it? So she, she dies and then you're like, she's alive again. But you're like, Oh, she's probably going to be in a coma. And then and she's blind. And then and her shit El, is fucked. When you watch El her was, get mangled. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That was terrible. It was hard to watch because like all season, like, man, in episode four, they like teased us with it. You know what I mean? And we were like, for you. 
got away with that one. And then, of course, it fucking happens at the end of the season. We're like, no. Ah, it would have been like if the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones, if like they almost killed them all and they're like leaving and they're like, phew, and then they like fall into a pit and they were like, oh, but we got them anyways. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say about Elle at that point? I don't think Elle got any new powers. I, well, she got her old powers back, but I, mm-hmm. um, her story was good, but it was a lot of, um, to fill in the blanks. I did like the old scenes of her in the nursery with, uh, number one. Those were really good, but a lot of the scenes of her just like in the bunker with Papa and, uh, and Dr. Owens, they didn't get good until she was trying to escape. How did you feel about the, CGIing of her face onto uh, a younger body double. It. This is how we've classified this as cartoon, and just so everyone, no, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it took me aback for like a second. Like I, like I was taken aback for like just a second, but. I actually thought it was really well done. Like over time, I really stopped noticing it, if that makes sense. And I was just like, man, it really does look like young hers. Executed well. I don't know that it was necessary, though. We it have was interesting. They went back and forth between it because most of the time it was just our, our Millie Bobby Brown in yeah. normal age. Yes. true. Um, so, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I do think just for the sake of dumb audience members, it was important. <laughs> Yeah, writing for the lowest common denominator in that instance. So So one thing that's really funny to me, if you remember in season two, they introduced one of her sisters, Nine, Mm -hmm. and she could like create illusions that people saw. And a lot of the fans were like, this is an X-Men. We don't like that. And they totally like listened to that and were like, oh, okay. They're all just psychic. Like they all have to relax. We won't go down that route. And so there are some fans that were like, I thought they all had like different powers, but like it was, it was like a, a little bit of a retcon. And so uh, I, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, yeah. wow, they really listened to the fans. What, what were the numbers of all the other kids in season two? Cause season we, two, we only saw 11 and nine was the other one. Okay. All right. Yeah. We, we but meet nine, nine is later not on in, and she's been on her own for a long flashbacks. time. So yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed the flashback scenes, not a hundred percent as much of the um, scenes of her in the bunker until, like I said, she was trying to escape the bunker and Papa betrayed her. Oh, mm. they had some really good. What's like the opposite of chemistry. If that makes sense. Tension. Like they had really good on-screen tension mm-hmm. where you could feel the history between these two with looks sometimes. And mm-hmm. so I really appreciated that. Like that's like, you know, superb acting in my opinion. Yeah, it was a great. It was like she had to make a deal with the devil in that oh, instance. Yeah, and, she's running up that hill. <laughs> um, maybe it's because I, you know, I watched, I have seen that memed over and over on TikTok, uh, for like a month leading up to actually watching it. But that scene just like didn't hit as hard for me as I would have liked in the mm, moment. It's because it, you've seen it's, it before. Yeah. yeah I was it just really like overexposed to at that point. 
I was yeah. just like, whoa. I was like, this is intense because I, I thought Max was going to die there. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I really was like, because oh, we hadn't seen anyone get out of it yet. And so I love that her song comes on. Uh, me and Nikki, we're big reasons that uh, Kate Bush has been making so much money lately. We <laughs> listen to that song all the goddamn time. Kudos to Kate Bush. Get that <sighs> get that bag. The longest it's ever taken a song to get to number one on the charts. 22 like? years. 22. Okay. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. Um. Well, what about the the main confrontation, Vecna and do or do you want to explore the Vecna eleven connection a little bit? Oh yeah, I really like this. So he's the orderly, and he's trying. He like sees something in her. I guess like takes an interest in her. Maybe realizes she's different than the other children, and he decides to like teach her his trick to like doing some real powerful shit. He's like, mm-hmm. you need to find a memory that makes you, what is it? Mad and sad at the same time. <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> like the two worst emotions you need to find. And he's like, do you have a memory like that? I love this. Oh my God. Okay. Wait, I need to take it back. I love the scene where he was like, Papa doesn't always tell the truth. Like he started with something small. He was like, Oh, how do you think that blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Oh, I don't know. And he was like, well, Papa doesn't always tell the truth. And then they circle back around and he was like, remember that day that woman came in and she was screaming Jane. And she was like, yeah. And he was like, that was your mom. And she was like, no, Papa said, mama is dead. And he was like, but Papa doesn't always tell the truth. And it was very much just like a, whoa, what a goddamn manipulator, bro. It was very like, wow, I've seen some shit like that on Survivor and Survivor only. Yeah. My guard was down with the introduction of him as the orderly. He came so late. He came so late in the season that you're just like, what's this dude's deal? Yeah. And at first vibes completely off putting, but then as they like develop that relationship, I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. He's just trying to get her out. He duped yeah. me. He got me. Yeah. With the fucking chip thing. Oh, man. Oh, that was good. And when he, you take that out, and you still don't even think anything. And he gets up there and he's like, we don't have to run. And he fucking just boom, boom, takes these people out and he snaps necks. That was like one of the things I loved about Obi-Wan Kenobi is we saw Darth Vader snap someone's neck with the force. And I was like, hey, I think Stranger Things did it first, homie. They did it a couple seasons ago. And so um, I loved seeing him like totally in control of his powers, if that makes sense. Like he was very super, not superhero, but he was like very like a superhero in that moment. Like Jean Grey, like can control Mm -hmm. it. Where Eleven really has to muster up the strength and courage to do it. Yeah. When he goes, she comes out of the broom closet and he goes, I told you to stay put. I was like, oh, that's, that's actually so badass. <laughs> like, I know, dude. Like you didn't have to see all this. I was going to, you know. We would have been fine. Pretty compelling villain. This. Yeah. He was um, great. He, um, great actor, also British. They're just built different. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, he, uh, like in, in his apartment, I read, he just like, uh, didn't talk to and before he started filming like the orderly scenes he like spent like three days in isolation in his apartment surrounded by sticky notes of manipulative phrases and i was like whoa what a way to prepare for a role bro what the hell was that necessary <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into like morbius method acting like i need a wheelchair to go to the bathroom uh, I, I read this um profile on Jeremy Strong, the actor, the Kendall actor in Succession. Ooh. He's apparently. Do you watch Succession? Yeah, you've watched. Fuck it yeah, I watched Succession. Yeah. 
But uh, apparently he's like really deep into method acting and he like oh. does all this crazy shit. So if when he's in a role, he's in a role. And then like the the interviewer talked to some other people on the cast about him and they talked to Brian Cox, I think. And he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe try acting. Or I don't know if I'm, I have the actor. <laughs> I need I a fact check. No, I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't want to slander Jeremy. Someone Strong. was like, like, if you need to be this person all the time, like, why don't you, what, what are you acting then? Yeah. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, oh, just try acting sometime. Um, classic. We're, yeah, we're, we're very anti-method acting around these parts. Um, so yeah, I really loved the Vecna and Eleven stuff because like I said, it just, it, it made so much sense. And to find out he was number one, he was the first one, you know, mm-hmm. and they're probably taking his blood to, or, or maybe it's like maybe a sperm to make these other babies. I don't know. I don't know how they, how else do they derive the psychic abilities Uh, and and may create all these new test subjects? Maybe blood, but who, I don't like that. You just introduced the idea that 11 could be his child. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Probably uh, I'm not go with blood transfusions. <laughs> it's probably uh, not semen. Uh, yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, speaking of things that uh, that explanations are iffy. Sometimes when when Eleven goes into whatever the negatives, the, the, the dark void. space, the void, and and the pizza shop. And Mike, because I piggybacked in a pizza cooler. That was yeah. one of the funniest lines of the season. When, yeah. So the California crew is that all they're standing around her, and they're, they're like, "Keep going, keep fighting." I was like, "How do you know what's going on in there?" <laughs> you, they can you tell. have no idea. No, she's talking too. Yeah. She could be like, okay, "I see okay. him." <laughs> but the other moment that it that was like that for cheesy. me. Yeah, but uh, first time when they go into the house, the 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 Creole house, and they got the flashlights and. They just like make wild logical jumps. No, like, they've learned these in past seasons. <laughs> Will with the lights on the wall. Remember, he talked to Winona Ryder through the Christmas lights in the wall. They learned this shit, Evan. You're just not paying attention because it's been uh, six years almost. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are some logical leaps that they make that I'm like, uh, I don't know. You just, oh, oh, he's in this light bulb now. No, they know, know where he is. They know it. Okay. Um, I, I know we're missing characters. Um, I really like that Erica kind of stuck around. I wanted to see more of her. I agree. That's kind of how I felt is the scenes we got of her. I was like, we need more man. When the fucking basketball player was like, I'll break your arm. And he like tackled her. I was like uncomfortable. I was like, there's always moments that will in a show. I'll be like, if I was an actor, would would I want to do that? I'd be like, I don't know. I want to do that as an actor. Like (laughs) they really tee her up in episode one though, when she fills in for Lucas and then she's a little bit sidelined until the end sidelined for a bit. And she comes back towards the end, but then she's sidelined at the end like she beat she has that moment where she kicks the the other basketball player in the nuts gets into the creole house i think she's at one of the most dramatic scenes and the the lucas and max stuff she's there for it and lucas goes erica call get help or i don't know what he said it was just so heartbreaking it was it was really good and i'm glad that like erica was there with him if that makes sense and then they're both always at the hospital together they've like really grown tight whereas they were they've never been tight throughout the series lucas was one uh, one of the cast members i was like not seeing it until this final the final mm-hmm. episode man yeah. he 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 brings it home 
He brought he brought it really hard, but job. like you said, he was not sidelined, but he was just uh, kind of a, a very there. Oh, when they're like movie Friday, ah, oh, so goddamn cute. <laughs> it's cute, so fucking cute. But I should have, like I said, I was looking for hints. That should have been my first hint that they ain't seeing a movie on Friday. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my I, god, I she's not seeing a movie for a long time. <laughs> oh, oh, too soon, Evan. Too, too soon. soon. Okay, um, oh, let's talk about season three. One of my uh, favorite additions uh robin you know she doesn't have much of a story this season she really gets to know nancy this season what did you think she about does. like robin and nancy why was nancy kind of being a bitch to her <laughs> episode one i think what she's a hell? bit jealous like it's steve's she she yeah. she doesn't robin doesn't know or excuse me nancy doesn't know that robin uh likes girls that she's a, yeah, a lesbian and mm-hmm. she probably assumes like that her and steve are like you know, doing Cooking it. Up. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I'm glad they turn it around. Yeah. I love her scene in uh the the prison. Crazy ward. Yeah. Oh, ward. Yeah, yeah. What She's is it? Great. A psychiatric hospital. Psychiatric ward. Shutter Island. Did did you get Shutter Island vibes a, there? A and little I was like, bit. whoa. She gets the emotional arc that I wish I had that Steve got. She yeah. has that moment with her crush at the end. Mm. Steve is looking at him, smiling like a that's like part a proud of it. Mother. Is like he's the wingman. He's the mom. He's the wingman. He is like so there. Damn, dude, this he guy deserves not a win. The, end of the series. He's he's got. Dude, he's just too good. Like if they, he's just too good. Like you know what I mean. He's everyone's favorite. I feel like. Um, okay, yeah. we was now we we were talking about Robin and her crush. Oh, I can't believe we're saving this till the end. This is a big topic. Let's talk about the will of it all. I really believe that season one through three, the writers never once thought about Will's sexuality. But I think the overwhelming fan response of people assuming and thinking it, that they really, they also this season did not come out and say it, which I really thought they were going to, but they very much hinted that Will is is probably gay in this season. Um, do you think that was planned? What do you think about this? Do you, I mean, do you think they should have just come out and said it at this point? Or do you think it was obvious, not obvious? What did you think about it? Cause to me, it felt like very obvious at this point, which I'm good with. I liked it. I think it fits his story too. I think it fits his story, but I feel like most of the California crew was a little sidelined. Like mm. they gave him like one, that's his thing the whole season, but he doesn't get, much else to do the whole season i wish he were a little more in the mix and i think it would have been more profound he has that moment with jonathan i was just about to say they have a great moment at the end it's really good but now that you say it it was almost like didn't need anywhere (laughs) what was it for what 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 prompted that conversation like well i think it was him seeing the reaction of of him talking to to mike hmm, okay that's right. That was what I thought. But like I said, they never fully ended up addressing it. I guess that is part of the 80s, too. But like yeah. um, you, you, you think that's where part of his story is heading, correct? Yeah, I, I just felt like they were they're like, oh, this is Will's development for the season. This is his storyline. And then he doesn't yeah. get anything else to do in the season. Yeah, so and there wasn't a huge payoff for it either. I, um, the only evidence I've seen once again on TikTok, it's great. I love TikTok. Um, they, someone was like, Oh, like when he first goes away, like uh, Joyce is like hinting to Hopper. Well, you know, he's different. He's not like other boys, 
And she, they think maybe that's like a hint that she like knows like, oh, he might be getting yeah. bullied for being different, if that makes sense. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can see that. But he's also just like, you know, they're all nerds. They're all kind of different. So I don't know. I genuinely feel like I said that it um, it was such a weird line to toe. Like they they're still keeping it a mystery, but like it was very obvious at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I... I don't know how I feel about the Will character because obviously he's part of the main cast, but he was gone I've in never season one. Felt super attached to him. He's more of like of a is, plot device in the I, early seasons, and so I don't feel super attached to him. He's the Doug in the Hangover. How he's like he's not in the movie. He's part of the okay. group, obviously, but he's not in the movie at all. So you when you think of the Hangover crew, you don't actually think of Doug. Because he's, you think of just the three of them, but it was Doug's bachelor party that brought him there. Yep. It was Will's disappearance that started this all. But yep. like you said, he sometimes almost feels like outside the group because of that. He hasn't had him and Mike this season didn't have a moment or, or not they even had, they together. Did, they had one moment towards the end where he shows him the painting. Okay, and he's I, okay. talking let to me, him let about me eleven, like their action hero moment nancy has one yeah rob and eddie like all of them throughout the seasons people i don't think Dustin, will has ever eddie. had that no i just want to see him in the mix him and mike are tragically sidelined i can see that i feel like will acts a little better than mike does in this season oh but uh yeah really i just want to see more from finn wolfhart <laughs> <He thinks Right. laughs> you know what I already told you this, but I think he'd be great for uh, to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash. Just because he can't. We'd save it for the news. Wait, wait, we got to save that for the news part. Okay. Um, So, wow, I think we have covered a lot of the characters here. I mean, is there anyone? I'm, I'm once again, I'm sure we're missing people. Um, The season as a whole, I I really liked. Can you think of uh, any one, any moment that we're, I'm sure we're missing great moments as well. It's a jammed pack season full of great things. When Hopper's fighting the Demigorgon with a sword, I literally was like, this is peak fucking drama right now. Where did he get a sword? I don't care. I love it. I don't even care, bro. I loved it. Yeah. Any other moments, uh, characters, things you want to bring up uh, that were great or or, or that you want to critique as well? Um, no, I, I, you know, I've I've been nitpicking things here and there, but overall, there's a lot to love in this show. There are, you know, some, in my opinion, minor scuff ups with the writing here or there, weak points, weaker weaker points. But this is a great watch. For any of its faults, this show has so much heart. The world is so fleshed out and developed. The characters, the relationships. We've been watching these characters since 2016. Mm-hmm. So six-ish years now. And not that it's a comfort watch because it's like a horror, <laughs> thriller, gory thing. But it's like a staple yeah. um, of, of television these days. And it is well executed by all means. Did you this see it was is, like 7 billion minutes watched in the first week? That's insane. This is probably better than... All of the Disney Plus series, maybe except for Loki. I would Evan say just may- called out a whole catalog. He goes all oh, your for sure. No, I agree though. When I those totally are agree. when those have weak writing, they have weak writing. Like this is like there's you you can nitpick stuff here and there, but I totally this agree. show has heart 
and uh, I'm glad I watched it. There are some interesting things. There's uh, one one maybe tease that I saw on TikTok or one thing directionally, a clue uh, that's outside of the show that might it? give an indication of where yeah, it's headed. Yeah, tell us. Uh, and Grant, I just saw this on a TikTok, but apparently, you know, the, the villain names are all from D&D. Uh, D&D lore. And in, in D&D lore, Vecna, Vecna's right-hand man is a vampire general apparently and so they think because eddie oh bats mentioned bats has the bat tattoo mentions mm. uh ozzy osborne biting the head of the bat he's he we think that at the end of the series bats. he might end up being Vecna's right hand man but mm. you know this is just a theory at, at this point but Season it's convincing five. and it's a good one Season five is going to have a time skip, which thank God they're going to be older. Like they can address the age of the room. They're going to be thirty-five and married. But I don't. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that old. Yeah. My guess is they. Oh, this is I, ready for this. I feel like this is spot on. They are about to be graduating or going to college. The kids. Oh yeah. Oh, because uh, true. I, I can see it. Yeah, and I think it's just like a big time in someone's life, and so some time will have passed. I don't know. I don't know. Cause you know what? Hawkins is like fucking open right now. Like, I don't know how you do a time skip where the ground mm-hmm. is literally open right now. Like, are they going to adopt life with fucking a giant X in their town? I don't know. Okay. But a lot of people leaving Hawkins at the end there. So I, I think uh, kind of like what you were saying that kind of wrap up my thoughts of it all. This show is like extremely well done. No, it's not perfect all the time. Like the scene at Susie's house, really confusing probably not needed like i get where it was going they wanted to work her into the story again which was nice yeah. but like argyle flirting with her older sister i was just like what is going on at the moment it wasn't a chrissy and eddie where yeah. i was like i'm loving this was she was like, supposed what? to look like the breakfast club I think girl so i think she was supposed to i think it's an 80 it's all 80s references because yeah. then also uh uh chrissy's or not cr- uh, robin's crush looks like molly ringwald like from the oh, yeah. breakfast oh club God. it's like spot, spot on, on. Yeah, yeah. so and then uh maybe jason's supposed to be like the athlete of the wow is there all of them in his <laughs> oh my god wait and is eddie the burnout and eddie's like uh, judd uh, a little bit Maybe we we're stoked. Is there a nerd? Yeah. Oh my god, there is a nerd. Robin has a nerd a sidekick at the. Wow, I think we just stumbled upon something wow. here. Like, I think there are five different Breakfast Club lookalikes in the season. Yeah, I think you're on to something. <laughs> that's that's okay. good. Okay, um, I think like you were saying, this show it, it, there's a lot of time, effort, and dedication into it. Like we were roasting the Disney Plus shows against this. Netflix lets them fledge out as much time and as money as they need at this point. They're like, we know you're going to deliver. Whereas like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Disney plus people seem to be on a very tight schedule and like a strict (laughs) regimen of like what they must and must not include. So I think that's probably a big difference there. But like you said, I think this is a staple of Netflix and I think it's a staple of television as a whole. When people are going to look back at history and think of like streaming, 
TV shows, Stranger mm-hmm. Things will be the show they think of that like dominated the the charts, yeah. if you will. So I love living in the era. I've been a fan since it came out. If you couldn't tell by this, I'm obsessed. It is like a comfort show at me this at this point. Like I feel like I really know these characters, and I I, I love Hawkins for all the, its curses and faults that it has. It feels like a Midwest town to me too. It feels just so like. I don't even know how to describe it. Like you get what I'm saying. Like those desolate parts of Novi when you're driving, I was just like, I've been on a long road, just surrounded by trees like this. (laughs) So like, um, this season I think was their best season too, which is just like not always easy to do. Like a lot of times like shows peak early on and then drift off. And I think this show Mm -hmm. is only going to deliver for season five. And I'm like hella excited for it. I'm with you on it. The uh, season four has probably been, the best so far just because we have we have had so much time to to marinate in these relationships mm-hmm. yeah um that they've developed they've really let and they grow. really they, they really pay off this season uh you want to get we, into some news yeah yeah let's let's read some news um i think this one's fitting to start us off it's not animation news or anything but what has to do with stranger things duffer oh. brothers announced Upside Down Pictures production company, and they're doing, they're going to be developing a spinoff for Netflix. So more to come. This is similar to like the Avatar Studios. Well, they have a live action uh, remake of Death Note coming. I never watched the live act, the first Netflix live action. It's so bad. It's so (laughs) bad. And I believe the Duffer Brothers are going to get the tone of this just right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited for that. It's cool to see showrunners pull off a series successfully. They're like, what if the Game of Thrones showrunners hadn't fumbled at the end? And so far, they're not fumbling at all. Well, Duffer Brothers are hitting it out of the park. We've talked to actually a decent amount of Game of Thrones here. Here's my take. I was so into Game of Thrones as it was airing. I literally was like, this could be the best TV show of all time. And the last season ruined it. And it is literally because these motherfuckers couldn't write something that wasn't in a book. Like, yeah, that's what it all boiled down to is once they were off book, they didn't know what to fucking do, which yeah. is just such a shame. They should have known their characters so much better than they did at that point, And they did not. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Shame on them. What else you got? Okay. Um, we'll start with the more fun one. <laughs> Let's talk about the minions. I don't even know where to begin with this. All right. A new movie this this mm-hmm. holiday weekend has dropped. Uh, it's called Minions, The Rise of Gru. I think in the mythos of it all, it's like Despicable Me 5 or 6. I don't know how this works. Um, it's a prequel, I believe. It's a prequel to it all, though. But... It's not the first Minions movie either. Like, they started off in Despicable Me, and then they got their own movies. And it is um how do i say this doing amazing at the box office it, it is broke a bringing record. in unreal numbers it's record high for 4th of july weekend and it is all due to essentially a meme which yes. <laughs> the internet's crazy so I, I was talking to my my brother brendan and he said it all uh-huh. started when a high end production company was hired called lyrical lemonade and they made a trailer slash music video to a song by Yeet, the rapper. 
And maybe we can put the link in the description, but you will be mind blown that this is a real trailer that they paid for because the song is just like your, your typical rap song, like not to aim towards kids, but apparently <laughs> this is what started the whole trend of the, um, gentle minions. I hate that. I just had to say that <laughs> So <laughs> large crowds of male audience goers are dressing up in suits and attending the movie together and just like mm-hmm. going nuts for it as if it's the best thing they've ever seen. Um, what do I mean, you, it, to, yeah, to its credit, ahead. it's got a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. It set the box office record for a July 4th mm-hmm. opening weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've only probably seen the first. I, what was the first Minions movie? Despicable it wasn't called me. Minions. Despicable Me. Okay. I fucking hate Minions. <laughs> I can't stand these little fucks. Incredibly like, annoying. They're so um, annoying. That, oh, my God. I can picture their voice so clearly in my head, and I hate it. I absolutely goddamn hate it. Banana. Like, oh, my God. It's like if the chipmunks spoke nonsense. Gibberish. Yeah, you're so yeah. right. That's exactly what it is. And so... While I hate the minions, I respect the meme of it all. So ready for yeah. this. If we recall, we, we talked a little bit about this. Morbius was memed into being re-released. And so I saw a tweet that quote tweeted like the gentle minions meme that said, Morbius, please release it a third time. And I swear <laughs> we'll do this. Like <laughs> the fact that Sony studios got goaded into re-releasing Morbius is still the funniest thing in the world to me. When minions like accidentally stumbled into meme, like money success. Yeah. And it's, it's when we say groups of, of young men dressed in suits, it's not handfuls. It's oh, crowds. Yes. There have there Ten, you, 20, you can see plenty of yeah. headlines of uh, movie theaters having yes. to call police to uh, vacate these theaters. Any groups uh, observing the gentle minions trend. That's what they always call it. Yeah, isn't that so funny? They call it a trend. And I think they do that to let them know like, hey. It's this is a fad. Like it's not gonna last forever, buddy. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um but what a wholesome on the whole, what a wholesome wild way to cause havoc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know we're getting six more minion movies now. You know how much money we just gave them? God yeah. damn it. Okay. I have the last bit of news, I think, unless you have something else. I don't. I was looking for a stat, but uh oh, you yeah. go you go ahead. All right, last bit of news is confusing, awful, and but just like wildly interesting to follow. We're going to talk about Ezra Miller on the lamb. <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm sorry. So I don't yeah. mean to laugh because what is going on with them seems very serious and like that uh, there are a lot of victims involved. The yeah. only reason I am laughing is because I swear to God, it is every day we see a new headline saying Ezra Miller has uh, punched someone. Ezra Miller was grooming a minor. Ezra Miller on the run from police, taunting the police on Instagram stories. And the, the only thing I can think is like, how is Ezra Miller not behind bars? So the reason this relates to anything is I have been patiently waiting since like 2017 for a Flash movie. Uh-huh. And the Flash movie is done. They are like releasing no. it. And now Ezra Miller is literally on a crime spree. Putting it spree. in jeopardy. I, I'm so, I, I'm never, I don't think I will ever see a Flash movie. I, I, at this point, I, 
at this point, Warner Brothers has stated they will release the movie while probably condemning what Ezra Miller is out there doing. Um, I'm I'm baffled by the whole thing. Like I said, I don't mean to laugh, but just like the the dramatic irony, like and, and their Instagram stories that Ezra was posting were like. You'll never catch me, bitch. I'm in the multiverse. Like, literally taunting the police as if they are the Flash. I was like, I cannot believe what I am seeing right now. Like I said, the only reason I bring this up also is because I've been waiting so long for a Flash movie. The Flash is like my childhood favorite superhero. As I've grown up, Batman's taken the mantle. But as a child, the Flash was my favorite. And so... It is being released at this moment, but I'll be honest, I don't think I will end up ever seeing it. It's pretty bad stuff that they're doing. Worse. It's only gotten worse and worse and worse. And I totally forgot. They got into an argument with freaking Elvis, uh, Austin Butler, at a bar. And Ezra Miller got kicked out after causing a confrontation with the new uh, Elvis dude. I, I, I was like, what are the Flash and Elvis are fighting in a pub? And this is the other thing is, I swear to God, Ezra Miller was destroying the island of Hawaii. That was where their crimes yeah, restarted. Terrorizing. Now they are international. Now they are just like everywhere. Evading the law. I swear to God, I will. Every time I see a new news story, they are in a different country. And I'm just completely shook and i saw them on a tiktok like a random person was tiktoking like look who i found and they were talking about like knocking them out they were like do you want me to and i was like what what is (laughs) very wild stuff uh you know maybe we shouldn't have ended on on the the bad story uh yeah let me what uh, the stat i wanted to look up is the majority (laughs) the uh Back to the Minions. Yeah. The majority of the audience, 34% watching Minions, The Rise of Gru this weekend, was between the ages 13 and 17. So <laughs> they're the new driving force of the market. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But back to the Minions of it all. So let's, let's end on that more so. Um, no. Well, he, he, there was another one you had brought up. Uh, yeah. You had texted me about was James Cameron. Apparently, already wants out of the Avatar franchise. Dude, what is going? I couldn't believe this. I sent you an article. James Cameron announces 15 years after his first movie, I'm creating a five movie series. There's going to be Avatar one, two, three, four, and five. Now two is done, and they are filming three currently. And there's a news headline that just says, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do four and five. How are you going to announce four and five and then just be like, <laughs> I'm not doing them, though? <laughs> what it's is like that? A- <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. It's a real, like, if you build it, they will come. But it's like, <laughs> it's so far out and it's not even built yet. <laughs> because and this is the worst part is in the interview, it says, you know, I don't think I'll end up doing Avatar 4 and 5, uh, you know, so I can pursue other projects. Like, he doesn't really even explain why he wouldn't want to do it just to explore other projects, meaning I'm yep. done with this fridge. I'm so over Avatar and we haven't even gotten the sequel yet. I'm so. Ah. Yeah. So those are two blockbuster movies we probably won't be watching or covering on the pod the flash and uh avatar way of water oh my god well this was fun i'm glad we did this two dudes watch whatever they want um i'm gonna let me wrap us off i gotta sign off here do you have any closing thoughts before i do this um no (laughs) i don't think i (laughs) know
<laughs> okay, this was a good podcast. I had a good time. Yeah. All right. If you want more Two Dudes, though, please check us out on an, uh, all platforms. You can check out any of our other episodes on Apple, Spotify. We're also on YouTube now as well. Please follow us at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on Instagram and TikTok. We're doing well on TikTok. I ain't going to lie. And you can follow us at Two Dudes uh, Watch on Twitter. And then, um, you know, we have not asked for this. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I think it helps us a lot. And we please write a review too, so people just like a, a glowing one at that. We would please. love that. If it's going to be four stars, don't bother. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but we would appreciate that. You know, thank you again for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. That's nice.